We need an uh, intro. We got an intro. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We just did three Hold intros. Monkeys go directly to hell. Welcome, Hello, everyone. everyone. Oh, fuck. Hold on. No, you go. I always do this. Okay, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of Gorilla Radio Show, The Drunken Monkey Hypothesis. Today, we're joined by one drunk monkey, Austin, and myself. <laughs> you can't be talking like that, white baby. <laughs> yeah, I take offense. What do you mean by that? Well, uh... Basically, we're going to be talking about the Drunken Monkey Hypothesis, which is a book that you guys you guys read that, right? You know, I signed the reading on, on Canvas like a week ago. You guys read it, right? We have a Canvas page. Yeah, yeah, our Canvas page. Never read it. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> we, there was reading? No, I didn't I'm, realize. I didn't realize. No, I'm fucking with you. No, I'm fucking with you. I didn't even know if we had a fucking topic to talk about today. I'm You're like, you want to record? I was like, what? Record? Yeah, no, no, I've had I had this one written out for a while. So this is a book and it's an interesting sort of uh, dive into like the roots of alcoholism and humans, basically. You know, I just want to say, I just want to say, everyone's going to be so disappointed y'all are not drinking uh, and you're embarrassing yourselves. It's Tuesday. It's totally normal. For who? Most people. 18th century writers, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, that's how I'm trying to be. That's how I'm they trying to die. get like big. <laughs> you may die. At like 30. Well, yeah, they were born in the 18th century, motherfucker. Of course, no, they died of cirrhosis. <laughs> yeah, they, they died of other things. I can. I it didn't I help. Could, it didn't help. I could rock with some cirrhosis. I could. No, probably. you could. Yeah, <laughs> I love being in the hospital. I love being in the hospital. You guys aren't real drunken monkey fans. <laughs> so, to start off this episode, I just want to for anyone listening in. Uh, chronological order i think i said this in episode 43 the one before the last one i said german anthropology was less racist at first than british and french anthropology well the french we know are racist bastards now now let me be clear crazy racist me saying that they're constantly trying to prove that they are indeed white by me saying that uh let me just clarify uh you do not under any circumstances gotta hand it to german anthropology um like they're down everyone like, while the categories the Germans were creating weren't necessarily, like, we're going to do a genocide with this in 60 years, um, that's what right. happened. Well, did, they ha- did they have pieces of paper with little circles ha- kind of filled in on them? So, like, to give you a little, to, to give you a little bit of background, there was a, there, there's this book I started reading called From Racism to Genocide, and it goes into detail about how one of the early liberal progressive German anthropologists wanted to, like, find out the demographics of the school systems or whatever. I, I think Versho was his name. Um, basically, he had, like, teachers survey all their students and, you know, like, get their hair color and eye color and sort them from tallest to shortest to, like, find out the makeup of the German nation. But... Um, because in like the Jewish texts, it says that Jews are from Israel. They're like, well, Jews would be in a different line because, you know, they're Jewish from Israel, not German. Right. And so this just sort of went unquestioned and an entire generation grew up thinking Jews are an other. 
And so that you can see how the groundwork for genocide was laid there. So Right. And then if you quickly turn your heads towards Gaza, you'll see that they're still employing that. But now it's Zionists doing this to the Palestinians. Yeah. Which, by the way, I feel like we... I don't know how unequivocal we've been about this on the pod, but there there is a, there is a genocide going on in Gaza. There's a genocide going on in the Congo now too, uh, relevant to our relevant uh, to what we're talking about to, yeah. our, to our series uh, that we just talked there, about. But there's two major genocides happening right now. Yeah, it's the world's a very bad place right now. But, I urge uh, all of you at home to learn more about it. Um, never trust the Israeli government. True. Never trust a Zionist. Wig. Um, and most importantly, make sure, if you can afford it, or if you can in any way, try to do something to help. This is something that takes the whole world to yeah. bring attention to and to stop. So, If you don't know where to start, a great place is like looking into the BDS movement stuff. Don't listen to what people are saying about the BDS movement. Go to the BDS movement and see what they want you to do. Yeah. Organize with people in your community, people you work with. Put pressure on the United States to stop funding the genocide. Well, with that, that being said... That to Israel, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. With you that know. being said, it's time to talk about some drunken monkeys, baby. We're getting, we're getting white girl wasted in the jungle I actually am. Um, so you may recall our, I believe it was last month's bonus episode, the, the October bonus episode, we talked about the Indiana monkey that was on the loose that was found drinking a beer. We sort of talked about like, or hinted towards the fact that like, hey, it's not, it's weird for monkeys to be alcoholics. Like this doesn't happen naturally, but humans are. So like, why is that? Why did that, ha- what happened that we started seeking alcohol to the extent that we would manufacture it and like regularly consume it to the point where it becomes like a problem you know so what, what we've were talked, we thinking <laughs> what the fuck were we thinking <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i mean greg you you remember talking about how the chimps were like fermenting the fruit under trees and coming back to eat them later right oh yeah yeah totally yeah, we love. I, listen, I remember. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Even if you don't remember the first time we've spoken about it, we talk we've about talked fucking about fermented fruit now, yeah. so many goddamn times. It's, it's it might in be my one mind of the most. Around it might be one of the most like recurrent ideas that comes up. Monkeys it's so love to bury fucking fruits and then come back six months later and eat the soup. <laughs> so there's slurp it up. There's very little evidence that primates, other than us, like will like intentionally go out to like intoxicate themselves beyond a few like fringe examples, like the lemurs in Madagascar that will get high off of centipede saliva, which is like, you know, a fox and his buddies aren't hitting the town on a Friday night. Like we are, (laughs) you know, a baboon and his crew, they're not putting on their best looks and showing out and showing up, you know? Yeah, they're, they're doing, we, they're mostly eating smaller animals. <laughs> we're the primates who have perfected this specific thing. Yeah. So I asked my professor about it, as I, as I tend to do. Sorry for using all of your uh, offhand comments as podcast content. Um, <laughs> but uh, so they are 
more than likely, uh, when they put this fruit under trees and like berry and stuff, they're probably not intentionally planning for the future because while chimps have been observed to have foresight, uh, it's it's it would be very hard to prove that like. Could you imagine a chimp with future sight? That would be a no, chimp would go fucking insane. Don't you ever suggest that to me ever again? <laughs> so oh. like, while they do have. Uh, foresight and they can they can plan out actions and things of that nature they're planning to murder you (laughs) they as as is seen by the chimp that snuck in that rock to try to kill me listen they're they're evil they're they're (laughs) the devil's they're the devil's creations they have they have you know chimpanzees chimpanzees. oh yeah well established they are of the devil yeah Mm-hmm. So, um, there's there's no way that we can prove that they're like purposefully malicious. Like, they're like no, malicious. no, 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 no. There's, there's no way to prove that they're <laughs> that they're purposefully fermenting these fruits. But one thing about fermented fruits is that primates do actively seek fermented fruit, but that's for its sugar content. It's hypothesized. Um, mm-hmm. Alcohol mm-hmm. is the uninte- mostly unintended side effect of this. Um, the proof being that it's accidental is they don't really get drunk. They chimps, especially, essentially split it up throughout the day the amount of fruit they're eating, and the chimps' alcohol intake spread out throughout an entire day would be something equivalent to like one PBR. I wish I could just be like sipping on a PBR all day too. Honestly. All chimpanzees uh, drink one PBR a day, but like really slowly throughout the day. Yeah. I, I miss the summer. I want to go sit out by the pool for like six hours and just do nothing but sip a little beer here and there. Yeah, just, just really little sips. Real really little small sips. amounts, you know. Um, but the other thing that the Drunken Monkey Hypothesis book suggests is that ethanol, our, our scent receptors, our, our smell, is especially keen at smelling ethanol because it indicates a highly valuable high sugar content fruit is nearby. And so it's been observed that monkeys will seek out fermented fruits by their ethanol, by the smell of the ethanol. And that's sort of how they get like extra calories from sugar. A word. And in humans, alcoholism is actually found parallel to sugar consumption. Generally, uh, could be a correlation or a causation. Uh, There's apparently a preference for sweets in families with a history of alcoholism. But you also got to consider that if you're in poverty, you're both more likely to turn to alcoholism and have high sugar, low quality, cheap food. So it's, it's, I'm not going to say like you're genetically alcoholic, you know, it doesn't seem like a <laughs> predestined to be alcoholic because yeah. you lack chocolate cake. Yeah. You don't gotta, you don't gotta worry too much about that. It's, it's just sort of something people have noticed. I'm um, diabetic and alcoholic. It's all coming down around me. <laughs> so the, Ingestion of sugars while drinking uh, actually increases significantly the rate of alcohol metabolism, uh, which is. So you're saying if I have a if I have a nice donut. Well, it's why cocktails are generally stronger than and sweet. Yeah. Uh, Cocktails generally sweet. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. Never mind. I'm lying. Yeah. Good try. Yeah, yeah, like, good try. <laughs> like I'm just this whiskey's pretty sweet. You're not I gonna outcontrarian really me, bitch. Like, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for even trying. You snooty up, tight little bald headed. Oh, what else am I? <laughs> He's spit in his mouth too. 
<laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We, 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 that I forgot from? I forgot our Where pledge to make Gorilla Radio Show less homoerotic and uh, homoerotically tense. <laughs> Who did we tell that to? Did we say we would do that? Who did we tell that to? No. <laughs> I didn't agree uh, that. Austin really jumped on that opportunity. He really wanted to see that. <laughs> yeah. So there is the drunken monkey hypothesis. And this goes hand in hand with this assumption. Uh, whereas most addictive substances have a relatively short history of human use, attraction to and the consumption of ethanol by primates goes back tens of millions of years, as you know we've stated. I've been flipping packs since Mansa Munsa. Yeah. Literally. So yeah, this once beneficial attraction to ethanol being wafted from ripening fruit would, you know, sort of encourage adaptation to sm- sniff out that good old ethanol. And Austin's fruits ripening. Don't that start we- using metaphors. It makes it worse. <laughs> that makes it worse, I think. I think that makes it worse. So I, I think there it is- makes it infinitely worse. Yeah, no innuendos. Just yeah, be I feel like outwardly crazy toward metaphor. Like to metaphor makes it right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think metaphor <laughs> makes it just a, that bit more fruity. Speaking of fruity, come um, to Vegas with us and watch the of, watch the fucking GRS orgy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking we'll of fruity, and Austin, down what do you have to say? Um, yeah, so I mean, basically, the hypothesis is that this evolutionary adaptation underlies the modern human tendency for alcohol use and abuse. So uh, th- this only really explains humans' natural inclination towards alcoholism, not the ability to be addicted to it in the first place, though. Uh, we've, we've seen examples on this podcast, including just last month's bonus episode. You should subscribe to the Patreon, by the way. 30%, subscribe, I mean, uh, subscribe. 10% subscribe. of our proceeds go to... Thirty uh, percent. You're crazy. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> we're charitable, not stupid. Yeah. No. We 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 need money, but yeah. We we reached our first stretch goal. Thank you all. God bless you all. And then um, you all fucking stopped. So come on. <laughs> yeah. We need more of you to join. Come on. Let's get in here. Um. But yeah. No. Um, so where are we donating the money? I believe among our patrons, who are the ones who are actually paying, they seem to really like the idea of uh, the Provost Monkey Conservation org in indonesia which is it's very small folks i I think that's where we're doing but you know we'll all we can always mix it up and change every now and then according to need so it's it's really just a ongoing pledge to support primate conservation so we hope you'll join us and help us out yeah give us money as we've seen there have been many monkeys addicted to alcohol kalua the rhesus macaque how could we forget him our good friend kalua we could never forget kalua he he was in India. He developed a heavy dependence on booze, leading to an alcohol. I can't. I can't believe we forgot about this. This is like an insane. Factoid. We definitely talked about this. Yeah. No, no, we talked yeah, about it, but about like, it's insane how how much havoc this guy wreaked. He he attacked two hundred and fifty people and killed a person. Usually monkeys don't like. Ki- he killed someone. This he's monkey a, killed a he's guy. He's not even that crazy. big. He's, he's like three crazy. feet tall. Two hundred and fifty <laughs> people. <laughs> he's, he's putting up fucking like he's putting numbers up on the board, unlike we've ever seen before. He's putting Absolutely. numbers up. Uh, he's going kind of nutty, man. So uh, I wish I was. I wish this guy's cracked. Yeah, this, this guy's, guy's cracked. fucking cracked. He's, okay. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Aninda, Anindya Sinha, I think, uh, Chandra, do you, you want to correct me on that? You know how bad I am at this. No. Okay, well. I'll leave it to you. 
So <laughs> Sinha says, macaques are well known to chronically imbibe alcohol over prolonged periods of time, as has been demonstrated in the laboratory. There are fairly well-established, though unpublished, records of rhesus and bonnet macaques of northern and southern India, respectively, occasionally drinking alcohol if they had a chance to do so from sources accidentally available to them. So it, it is ultimately our fault. Um, mm-hmm. Whether we're making the monkeys alcoholics in labs or if because they are observing human behavior. And yeah, like, and they're, they're engaging with our infrastructure, which yeah, and engaging with our infrastructure has a lot of alcohol around it. Yeah. So do, do we think that the macaques, and they also like the alcohol, and they're like, when they get their chance to get a taste of it, that monkey brain seeking out ethanol and liking sugar is just going crazy. It's like, give me more of this stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's like sort of the idea underlying this hypothesis is that while other primates don't have the ability to concentrate ethanol in the way that humans do, because we have it available for them, they can become alcoholic should they have access to our reserves, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. Just because that there is that evolutionary impulse to seek out ethanol because it's so beneficial in the wild. And like, honestly, for most of human history, it was also beneficial, which we'll get into a bit later. But yeah, so I also have written here that macaques obviously took a different evolutionary path than humans, but like the common ancestor of primates used ethanol for foraging as well, allegedly. Uh, It says here, recent reports suggest that dietary ethanol or alcohol is a supplemental source of calories for some primates. For example, slow lorises consume fermented nectars with a mean alcohol concentration of 0.6 to 3.8. It's, well, sorry, that's the range. The mean is 0.6, which is, you know, that's rookie numbers, but, you know, they're, they're trying their best. A similar behavior is hypothesized for eye eyes, the, the crazy, freaky, yucky monkeys we talked about last episode, uh, based on a single point mutation in the gene that encodes the first enzyme to catabolize alcohol during digestion. I'm not sure what catabolize versus metabolize means, but someone, Nat will know. We still need to get Nat on the pod. <laughs> so basically, this mutation increases the catalytic efficiency 40-fold and may mm. confer a selective advantage to eye eyes that consume the nectar of Madagascar's palm trees. Um, but it's it's also uncertain whether alcohol is like preferred and sought out or if it's just like tolerated and they just like the nectar regardless, you know. But it's a, it's an interesting hypothesis and I think it lines up. Love to observe human behaviors in those freaky little monkey guys. Love when they're just a little bit like us. I, lo- I love, love, love when they're just a little bit them. like us. <laughs> love I hate the way that they are accident, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, we don't don't talk about it enough, but you know, truly, I mean, we do talk about it all the time. Yeah, we talk, we talk about monkeys every episode, actually. (laughs) We talk about monkeys every episode, actually. This podcast is about, for those of you just joining us. (laughs) If you didn't notice yet. Um, We make a podcast about primates. But monkeys really are so captivating because sometimes you see fucked up little shades of humans in them, you know? And it just kind of keeps you wondering what the what the fuck are you doing here why are you, you on this earth oh yeah <laughs> i was just like the headset hurts my head sometimes yeah greg was also doing something strange at the time that Jandron. <laughs> we really need to start putting out video episodes god damn it, it adds oh, so man. much it adds so we much we really should put them out i think i think we should just we could just uh add it to like the one like, here 
Yeah, let's make it the dollar tier. All the episodes are videos. That could work. That, that's and actually fun. Yeah, let us know in the comments. <laughs> let us know in the comments if you would pay to see a video Can you episodes. people please give me a reason to get dressed every day? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't I, have one. I feel so bad, like, putting on a cute little outfit to go to work, and then I come home Slutty and I'm like, little God, outfit. Uh, Jesus Christ, man, I work with children. Uh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> I put on a cute little outfit, you know, like, ooh, I'm, you know, I got my little button-up on. I got my little bag with me. I'm kind of, ooh, I'm kind of, ooh, I'm kind of cute right yeah, now. Yeah, this is, this is going to be but lost then I come home to the and just wear crowd, my but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get something to show you guys. Ooh. Well, this yeah, is why you should, I feel like you should give us money. I, Chandran, you've kind of fucked yourself in that um, you picked an age range around their middle schoolers, right? Where yeah. they are young enough to be, like, mean. Like, young enough to know about, like, fashion and to be mean if you, like... They don't know like shit big. about fashion. But, like, they'll... they'll, they'll, they'll they be, like, show, they show me the hoodie. They show me the hoodies. Those They're raggedy shoes. Everyone be quiet. Okay. So these are the shorts I wore on Halloween. Oh, this is Look at that. There's nothing there. Oh, your mm, fucking penis. Gooch was out. <laughs> Gooch was out. out. We got Gooch pockets and shit hanging out the back. Damn, that's how you know oh, it was yeah. slutty. You're all miss. You all miss that because we don't have video episodes. But <laughs> Greg, Greg yearns. I'm actually throwing these away. <laughs> <laughs> they stankin'. They're just useless. They're just useless. No, you you don't you don't foresee yourself wearing them again. I have my jorts. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, um, back to drunken monkeys. So, um, oh yeah, I also put in this little note because my thesis research, uh, master's thesis, by the way, there's been some confusion. Some people think I'm doing a PhD, uh, but no, that's... No. I'm doing a master's, and if, God willing, I can get a normal, like, good job after this, then I'm not doing a PhD. If I can't, then I'll just give up and do a PhD program because I... Was this, was that a humble brag? Because nobody's asked you that. No, people keep saying like, "Oh, you work on your PhD," and I'm like, "No, it's a master's." And then I get Just say yes. No, come on, that's a, that's that's dishonest, Greg. What is your degree title going to be like? M M A. Yeah. Is, is it an M A? Yeah, it's an what? M A. It's an M A. Okay. Yeah. Is it the, not an M S? Anthropology doesn't offer M S. I don't think. I but guess it's a yeah. science. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. You don't got to see you would you would, you would so say anthropology is a science, but not according to. UNC Charlotte. I would say it's a theory, and then I'd pull out my calendar. It is. It is now in just the College of Liberal Arts. Liberal the College of. So, it is now just in the College of Liberal Arts, and we have. There a, you go, Chandra. No, you know, let me let me correct you. It's yeah. even stupider than that. Um, anthropology Chats. was in the College of Human of Liberal Arts and Sciences, but um, some people didn't like graduating with a biology degree from a college that had the word liberal in it. So what the what the university did was they made the College of Science its own thing. And then they made the College of I shit you not. College of Humanities and Earth Science and Social Science is the full actual real title of the, the college. Two Beautiful. ands in there for no Beautiful. reason. My degree just says College of Liberal Arts. I don't know what mine says. I don't really look a at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and uh for if anyone who's going to do it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, for for anyone who's uh who's been keeping up with the lore, um there's there's this little firm based out of Tennessee, I believe, called Buffkin Tennessee, slash I think it was Texas. I... No, it's Tennessee. No. I'm doing the lore. Fuck off. Just <laughs> Yeah, okay, never mind. 
so there's this little firm called Buffkin slash Baker. Buffkin Baker. But there's a slash in there. I just wanted to emphasize that. Blumpkin Baker. Yeah. Um, this was the firm that my university, UNC Charlotte, spent uh, over $80,000 hiring to select John Bogdan, the former warden of Guantanamo Bay, uh, to hire him for the head of campus security. Wait, are we just go? Are we allowed to talk about it now? Are you okay with talking about it? I don't fucking care. They won't. They can't oh, kill me. Cool. They can't. That guy <laughs> should be in the fucking hate. That guy should be in prison forever. He should honestly. It would be the honorable thing if. <laughs> oh shit! Don't cut that out. I'll even. <laughs> so um. Just bleep that. Leave it in. Uh, bleep it. Yeah. It'd be more fun. Yeah. So um, as if. To specifically spite the people who, the, the professors who wrote a letter denouncing this decision, most of whom were in like, you know, genocide studies and anthropology and stuff like that, uh, who were like, hey, we shouldn't do this. So they, they all got put in their own little dumb liberal college. And they have specifically rehired that same firm that hired John Bogdan to select a dean for the humanities college and let everyone know about it. And like knowing that it would piss everyone off. So oh, we should, we should, you can bleep this. We should go to the store and buy multiple <laughs> with a combination of <laughs> And then we should go to, who's the chancellor now? It's not Philip DePussy, is it? <laughs> no, no, no Philip, uh, it's Sharon Gaber. Oh, let's go to Sharon Gaber's house and <laughs> directly at the <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, um. But yeah, so um, Fuck, I agree. Philip though, Boner was right there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, leave that in though. If you were if you were so inclined, Buffkin Baker has a website with numbers on it that you can call, and you can let them Do know that. Do not leave an actionable threat. Do not leave an actionable threat. Do not get me in trouble. Do not get me in trouble. Any of us, we do not condone violence, and we do not want you to leave a threat on a lawyer's voicemail. Just tell them that you disagree with their decision. I don't know. Don't, don't don't listen. We didn't tell you nothing. Tell them to get out of UNC Charlotte. Tell <laughs> them appreciate. Tell them, them they're to, not allowed to, to be leave in this our town. second rate university alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like a battered wife. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> so shout out Tom Sandoval as always. So uh, that's enough tangents for now. Where I was going with this was. I'm doing my uh, thesis research on uh, ruffed lemurs, which are the most frugivorous lemurs, or at least one of the most. It's they're very up there. Did he just? Can you stop for a second, Chandra? Did he just say frugivorous? He sure did. What yeah. the fuck does that mean? Like a frugivore, like eating fruit. What's a frugivore? Eating You're making fruit. this shit up. You're making words. No, up. it's real. real it's word. real. You can Google it. That's just an herbivore. No, but frugivory is specifically for frugivory. I'm looking. He's adding different suffixes now. No, (laughs) frugivorous. Look, seventy percent of their diet is fruit. That's significant. That's not omnivory is not a word. He's right. He's right. I'm right. (laughs) Fuck it. We're back. We're so back. I spent that entire episode being like only half right, maybe quarter right, Uh, and now we're back. Now we're back. Yeah, no, so rough lemurs are very frugivorous, so I kind of, I don't know how I would do this, but, like, it would be interesting to test, like, alcohol-seeking behaviors on them, right? Like, am I crazy? You should do that. Can you do that? 
No, but like, you think they'd be really in like sangria? <laughs> like the thing is, I could not ethically do this in any possible way. Nobody asked you about. The I need ethics. to get. Some, I need to get some frugivorous monkeys. Put them with a. Give them a bottle of a pitcher of sangria. Just she, watch them go to town. She frug on my vor to like frugivorous. To like vigorous is in there. Vigorous she, is in there. Somewhere. Yeah, she frug vigorously. On my vor. See, the problem with this is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We, we need to. We need to shelf this one for now. She vor. She vor on my, my fru vigorously. She oh. She oh, vor till I forgive her. She frugivorous <laughs> on my lemur until I ay ay. <laughs> until I ay ay ay. You know, by the way, my dad's friend is staying with us. He's in the room next door to me. That's you can fine. hear all what? of this. Greg, it's very funny that I can tell how Nick, our Twitch stream watcher, has had an undeniable, horrible impact on your brain already. I tried to explain what jopping was to Jaden yesterday. It's a combination <laughs> of jumping and popping. It's a combination of jumping and popping. <laughs> so, back to, back to alcoholism for real this time. Uh, humans, when I said that it used to be beneficial for humans, I mean that, like, Humans of most cultures around the entire world always invariably pair alcohol consumption with food consumption, uh, except if you're trying to get as drunk as possible, which is more like modern cultural specific, I think, where it's like you don't eat so that you're on an empty stomach on purpose. I, that, that's usually you pair alcohol with food, though. You know, you're out of the Bills game and drinking beer. Throwing Love back the bills, baby. And the bills are losing, yeah. and you're jumping through a table. And you're yeah, listen, it's getting like into a head-on collusion on the way home. It's, there's <laughs> the bills haven't scored. The bills haven't scored since the first fucking quarter, and, it, and it's, it's late. It's there's late three in the minutes game. left in the. There's floor. three minutes left. You just you've sat at the bar or like at the fucking beer stand. You just keep getting back in line and drinking the beers in line. That kind of behavior, that's monkey behavior. <laughs> that's monkey behavior. <laughs> that's monkey real. behavior right there. So, uh, evolutionarily, this makes sense. Uh, food intake increases by 17% and 30% energy intake uh, increase when you pair food with alcohol. Like, it lets you eat more and you process the calories more efficiently. Um, Ooh. So, like, I just, I, that was... A little like, weight loss hack, fa- uh, fam. No, that's that's the opposite. That's weight gain. <laughs> little weight gain fact. Gain. Yeah, a little a little weight gain hack. If you guys want to get fatter, I guess. <laughs> and if to all of our feeders out there, make sure you pair you pair your meals with a lot of alcohol. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously you would have wanted to put on fat as like an early human and get as many calories as possible. So like, that's why babies are. Sense. Throwing back shots every fucking night. No, it's not true. Early humans, early humans need to get fat. <laughs> so, um, uh, another thing about humans that's unique from primates, uh, well, not necessarily unique from primates. It actually tracks incredibly well with humans being primates, the social mammals. Uh, humans' reaction to alcohol is almost invariably socially dependent. Uh, just to simplify it, if you're not vibing, you're going to get sad, drunk. If you if you're vibing, if you're rocking with it, you're gonna get like fun drunk, you know. Generally speaking, like if you're drinking alone, it's usually a bit sadder than drinking with friends in a social setting. I guess. What do you mean by that? I, I'm not like. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's a sign of a deeper issue. 
I'm fine. I'm just. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but there's also this thing called situational specificity of tolerance, reflecting the importance of surrounding social environments for drinking behavior. I'm not sure about the exact correlation, but basically this little blurb just says addiction to alcohol and its ensuing negative consequences often reflect factors that lie well beyond one's immediate physiological response to the molecule. It's a lot more complicated than this is an addictive chemical. It's this is a chemical that we like to seek out as is sugar, as is salt, as is all sorts of things. But um, because it's useful in social settings and like eating with uh, communally, we've developed ways to like really expedite the process of getting that stuff to us. And like even the fact that eating and drinking alcohol at the same time is interlinked is indicative that maybe the drunken monkey hypothesis is correct because how do monkeys get their alcohol? Eating fruit. Something to consider. Something to consider. We're simply... It'll be this, Batman. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what? how are we feeling so far on this? I think... I think we should start collaborating with the monkeys to make the best wine that we could ever that we could ever really, you want to you want to like, like i feel like durian. monkeys wouldn't do much better than like prison wine maybe <laughs> yeah no. like toilet wine at best there's something that would really hit like that they never they never made spot wheat. they can't make wheat rye or well whatever, i don't want the, i don't need them to make wheat rye i mean alcohol you know like grain alcohol they couldn't do that it's the best they could do is like that's a, that's where we come in that's, so that's what we teach them. Yeah, that's what we te- we teach them how to make. No, I don't, I don't know that that we would teach be a good them, idea. We teach them how to make fucking moonshine, and we we redo prohibition, but with monkeys this time. Monkey monkey moonshiners bootlegging across campus. <laughs> do you think Do you think monkey moonshiners would also start NASCAR? <laughs> it would be that's It would be so much more worse. It would be like people would die every race, and it would be all purpose. <laughs> It'd be like Donkey Kong and Mario Kart. It would be. Funky Kong as well. It would just be Mario Kart. Um, All yeah. the Kongs are in Mario Kart these days. There's too many yeah, Kongs. So many Kongs Kart. out there. Wrinkly Kong's not in there. It's a candidate. Is he not? I thought he was. No. <laughs> he should be able to play as Wrinkly Kong in Mario Kart Super Mario Kart 8 or whatever. So at the end of the day, it's very possible that the roots of alcoholism have to do with like a very basic natural instinct to put on as much calories as possible, which... When you're living, especially in the Imperial Corps, when you're living with access to more resources than humans have had in the past, when decadent pleasures are right at your fingertips at any time, these things that are normally encouraged because they're rare are right at your fingertips and they become very easy to take in excessive amounts. Same with sugar. Same with, I mean, it's the whole idea behind the I guess, quote unquote, obesity epidemic in America. Um, That's also because American food is uniquely unhealthy, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's more readily available. And humans, this, I believe, in my opinion, this is a good thing, but humans are no longer, like, struggling to, like, humans were designed to be struggling and, like, working really hard to get survive and get their nutrients we don't have to do that anymore i think mostly good things have come of that um but you know but we are still creatures little animals still little animals still very we're still just guys 
We're spo- yeah, we're guys. We're guys too. That's better we're than this. Pathetic, we're <laughs> little pathetic little creatures, but we're also just some guys. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. You're just a little guy. You want to hit a little guy? You want to hit a little guy, guy wearing glasses? glasses. With you? <laughs> just a little guy. So there's um, nothing better than the classic little guy. He was he was really serving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little guy with glasses. You want to hit a little guy with glasses? Like what was that? Was, <laughs> that was, was that was totally new shit. New shit. Yeah. He was on some new shit. So um, really quickly before we uh, start talking about more specific maybe more humorous aspects of this. Um, let me let me just read the conclusion of this book real quick, because I think it's good. Or actually, does someone else want to read? I've been talking a lot. I'll read it. Yeah, read the conclusion. Last, you see where it is? Yeah, when I asked this, who's the author of this book again? Uh, it's, um... Oh, fuck, hold on. Uh, did we never mention this? Yeah, we forgot to mention the author of the goddamn book. We're so bad at this job. Robert Dudley. Robert Dudley. Professor of Integrative Biology at the University of California, Berkeley. UC Berkeley, very nice. So very shout nice. out to my boy Dudley, Doctor Dudley, Doctor Doctor Duddles. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Didi? What? How you doing, what? big man? What the fuck are you talking about? Sorry, read, 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 read this. Is this, read is, this. Is, is this not in some abstract way your peer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm fucking. This around. is absolutely your peer. It is. I mean, technically, but I've never met. You or should write a book. Or... <laughs> you should write a book. Okay, so Dudley writes in his conclusion. When I asked the students why they like to drink alcohol, all of them must have been below the legal drinking age. <laughs> and invariably, what the fuck, Dudley? Why are you asking them this? Yeah. <laughs> invariably, the answer was some version of because it tastes good. This response must, of course, be true at some basic level. It doesn't address the more complicated question of why our taste receptors have evolved to render certain chemical compounds preferable and others disagreeable. In evolutionary biology, an important distinction is drawn between proximate and ultimate causes. The former refer to the immediate physiological, environmental, and behavioral factors influencing an outcome, whereas the latter indicate those longer-term selective pressures responsible for determining the relative strength of these factors over many generations. Here I have emphasized that the short-term responses underpinning alcohol preference and addiction reflect biases of a brain that has been molded and formed over evolutionary timescales. If we are to search for a cure to the disease of alcoholism, then we must also recognize that today's nutritional environments are very different from those of 10,000 years ago, let alone 10 million years ago. For centuries, the prevailing view of drug addictions has been that such behaviors, along with language and consciousness, are unique to humans. As a consequence, both analysis and treatment of responses to addictive drugs, including alcohol, have been conceptually decoupled from the natural environments within which our behavior and physiology evolved. A key feature of many addictions, namely their potential evolutionary advantage, is thus ignored. I have argued throughout this book for a deeper time perspective on alcohol, and for one that acknowledges both the positive and the negative consequences of routine drinking. As a medical problem, alcoholism has been persistent across human societies and has defied systematic characterization, let alone effective treatment. Ultimately, only an evolutionary perspective can fully decipher our complex and ambiguous responses to the alcohol molecule. That was kind of a, that was more of a mouthful than I remember it being, to be honest with you, (laughs) but... I'll fucking kill you. I think I kind of slayed. I slayed the house down. Boots. So slayed yeah. Her I mean, um, how do we feel about this? Like, what's what are your takes on this? Like, are are we doomed? Do we have to like 
limit people's access to this? Do we like what? What do you? What do you th- I mean, obviously, it's I actually know that's stupid. That's what prohibition yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it takes it takes a interesting turn. I'm not. It's not a turn really, but the thing is displayed very clearly. I don't think alcoholism can or the alcoholic response can be solved. I don't think even looking at it at a evolutionary time scale, I guess, I guess he's not looking to solve it, but looking to understand it more deeply. And, you know, I think, yeah, what I don't know how much more evolutionary perspective can give us. Yeah. I, I believe I remember Robert Dudley saying in the book somewhere that like, this was in like his research and were like inspired by like his experiences with uh, alcoholism. I believe his dad was an alcoholic and this, you know, he's always wondered like, why do we do it? And so much academic research is not done to, you know, find a solution, but to figure out why. Exactly. And sometimes that can be a bad thing. In fact, I, it's called scientism in that book I mentioned earlier. Granted, this is a different case. (laughs) This is different, but I think like understanding alcoholism can help understand ways to break it. You know what I mean? Like, People can yeah. break alcoholism. People go sober all the time. There's hope out there, guys. <laughs> you know? I mean, I guess yeah, I guess it's talking. It talks a little bit about like a, a like a cure for alcoholism or addiction, almost. Yeah, I, um, I don't think I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's not like a evolution cure, will help us just... with that. But I mean, I don't think it's a problem, or it's a problem that we have solved as best we can. <laughs> I don't know if Maybe, it's as best as we that's... can. I, I think. A lot of I mean, things... I mean, I mean, we know this. We know the solution. Like, what drives people to alcoholism, and like we have in our current society that is driving people to alcoholism. You could maybe say we have certain systems that are working, but like you know, I, I think, in my opinion, it's much like the phenomenon of you know diabetes and just generally lower life expectancies being prevalent in impoverished communities, especially you know black and brown communities that we intentionally keep in poverty, basically. Um, Alcoholism is another one of those things where because we can understand it using this framework as an evolutionary like response that alcoholism is like something that we are prone to as a species. It's not an individual moral failing. It's something that when there's there's more like bars in a working class neighborhood than there are like things to do, it can encourage people to just sort of spend all their money on you know, earthly delights, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's very much a way to love keep to be, people... Love, love the earthly delights, baby. Love it's a way to keep people in, in poverty. world God has given like. us. We, alcoholism, like, alcoholism maybe won't ever disappear, but the way it's being weaponized yeah. to keep people in poverty absolutely doesn't have to exist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any thoughts, Greg? I got real distracted just now reading about a bunch of different shit, but, um, yeah, yeah I agree. With what you said. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> what were you reading? Oh. Um, every now and then I click on Twitter. I was reading our, our page, and then it evolved into me seeing more dead kids in Gaza. Yeah. Heard a lot of bad things going on in this world. The crazy episode we've got putting out. You know, one good thing in the world is a word from our sponsor. Hum- every cent you give every cent you give no no no
what if you just release this episode unedited except for the bleeping? You know, give no. people a taste. Well, no. you have to bleep this out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you want to hit some questions real quick? We haven't hit questions in a while. Yeah, oh let's hit some questions. It's been like a fucking questions. while. So we we let's clean our hands of that. We solved alcoholism. We've solved the moral quandary. So I'm gonna give you a quandary. Yeah. Um. I mean, wow, you guys are still asking us questions. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they have questions about monkeys for us. They never run out. What was the last question that we didn't? No idea. Answer? Just ask it. Just say it out Let's loud. Let's start from the bottom. Let's start it. from the bottom, maybe. That's true. If okay. Let's start from the bottom. You, I do, I do like this. I do like the, our most recent question from Minad. Yeah. I guess. What is it? Can primates have pets? Coco had her cat, but are there any wild primates that display mutualism with non-primates? They eat smaller monkeys. <laughs> they eat smaller That's monkeys. That's not mutualism. That's yeah, not mutualism, um, even a little bit. Look, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't think this is a natural behavior. Like, you guys see that video that was posted on that like content aggregation Twitter yeah, of the chimp that, playing with the puppies. That, that chimp is gonna. I'm eat just saying, if that puppies. was in the wild, those puppies would have been dead. <laughs> they would have been smashing that puppy on the ground. <laughs> Can I ask you a real? This is a serious question. As a follow up, serious question. If a monkey, if a primate has a smaller primate as a pet. Is that human pet territory? No, because it's... Is it? I don't think so. Which is why we need Mr. Cybersmith on the pod. Oh, fuck. He could answer. He could answer questions <laughs> We need like to... Look, I don't know if we're going to go through with this because he stopped responding. We're going to go through with I'll, this. I'll hit him up again, but if Cybersmith al- allegedly has opinions on monkeys, we need to, like, grill him. And like, do you th- I make feel him like admit to really weird. Real... He's gonna say some shit that we cannot air. He's gonna say some real weird shit about Burma. I'm calling that. Oh, absolutely. He's gonna say some weird shit about Thailand. Like, how do we make uh, up for the fact that like we're bringing a bad person onto the podcast? Though, do we like do we like make him feel really bad? Do we like tell him to? I think we get as far as we can in until we've got like 45 minutes of content. And then we just let loose until he leaves. <laughs> Walk him into a trap, you know? Yeah, I want to I make him He won't him hear this. Safe. He won't listen to this whole goddamn episode before he comes on. That would you know be- how crazy it would be to get him on the show? I I think I think he's willing to do anything. It's just he's not asking us for money, is he? Because I'm not no, absolutely him. not. He's not getting okay. a single red cent from me. But apparently, the last podcast he went on, he he left halfway through and stopped answering because he was just looking at diaper porn on his Twitter. So, I, which doesn't even make sense. I don't know what that is. Um, it's like when adults wear diapers. And then what? Uh, the people jack off to it is what happens. It's it's. Wait, there's nothing else to that. It's just a person in a diaper. I don't know. It's very entwined with a lot of bad things. Let's move on. So can primates have pets? Um, I don't think it's natural for they, they have parasites. Give Jimmy back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I can't I'll never get over how mad I am at you specifically for letting us pick his name. Jimmy Hoffa winning. And then all you do is call him Pickles. It's so fun to call him Pickles, though. It's not his fucking name. His name his is full Jimmy name Hoffa. is James Piccolo Hoffa. Jimmy P. Hoffa. And I Piccolo, like Piccolo? I try to I try to mix it up like like pronouns, you know? <laughs> Jimmy Penis. <laughs> Chandra, she knows what I'm talking about. Did you just did you just use Chandran as like a <laughs> as a prop? What the fuck? Yeah, like a right? formative prop. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking. I was. Just... 
That's more. That's you're you're a real ally. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I never I never know what like the appropriate amount of mixing up to do when it comes to like any pronouns. Like, I'm gonna be so real with you. I just do they. James Hoffa. I call I call him Hoffa all the time. I call him Mr. Hoffa specifically because I respect him and his work. Jimmy Penis. No, we don't call him Jimmy Penis here. So hey, it's Jimmy Penis. So cursory Google search. Bring bring Jimmy Penis to Las Vegas. Apparently, he'd kill. Apparently, I bet you he could tell me what cards to pick. Actually, hold on. Uh, Let's think about this for a second because red colobus monkeys form long-term associations with red-tailed monkeys. In Africa and South America, capuchin monkeys still doing this? form long-term associations with squirrel monkeys. But is that a pet? Absolutely We'd not. We'd have well, to ask Cybersquad. No, the question is specifically asked about non-primate primate relationships. If they're all primates, then this is collaboration. Or, or is it a pet? It depends. Oh, Which, yeah. Is it the smarter one? Is it the smarter one forming an association with the dumber one? Yeah, I guess that doesn't count because, like, also in the case of the proboscis monkey, they just started fucking the gray langurs that they hang out with all the time and made weird babies with them. <laughs> um, we've seen the evidence. We've seen the evidence, and it is disturbing. They're fucking those gray langurs. Also, a question for the cybersmith. <laughs> I bet you, if we teed him up with that, he would unironically give us the three fifths compromise. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I I 100% think that's what he would if we teed him up like that he we would could give make us him the, say born into servitude. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. we could we could make him say that, and then we could we, yeah. Oh, uh, well, this is about capuchins adopting a baby marmoset, but that's also a type of primate. Uh, well, there's no fucking golden d- retrievers in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, not exactly. No, I I think it's mostly a problem with. Everything that monkeys would be around are either trying to eat and kill them, or alternatively are a prey animal and would thus flee immediately. I don't think there's any, like, situations where it's like a fucking fish cleaning parasite out of another fish's mouth. I think it's just... That's not a pet. Yeah, that's also not a pet, so... That's a mutual relationship. No, primates can't... don't have pets. Yeah. And when All they do right. it in captivity, Next. it's unnatural and strange. I, I just want to. I just want. I just want y'all to hear this question because I think this person's fucking insane. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you went back in time and had sex with one of our distant ancestors, at what point Word. would it be bestiality? Oh Homo God, it's erectus? related. Homo we have to have, the ask the cybersexual question here. Also. I would say the australopithecines. Once you're out of the genus Homo. I, I need to look at. I, I think these guys. I'm actually gonna have to agree with Greg I mean, I mean, here. Once it's outside the genus Homo, it's bestiality because um, we we talk about this a lot in my like uh, little seminar class of like because of the nature of the fossil record, the the way we assign like human species is just like what we can find that we know is like different enough from the last guy we found to be considered a different species. Realistically, it's all a very like sliding gradient type thing where like. If we had every fossil, we wouldn't know where species began and like where to draw okay, the boundaries. Okay, hold on. That's not true. I'm looking at Homo habilis right here. I'm looking at Homo habilis right here. If you fuck this, that's speciality. <laughs> <laughs> Homo habilis? <laughs> yeah, oh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me Google this. I forgot what he looks like. My good friend Homo oh, habilis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm. Shut the fuck up, Austin. This that's is like a chimp without facial hair. Okay, I think maybe Homo habilis... Well, also there were right, some. Well, let's. Well, no, stop. Well, let's go through the line 
until we find one that is fuckable. Well, okay, here's Homo the thing. Homo Naledi? Well, okay. wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. But, like, the, weren't there also Australopithecines, like, contemporary with Homos? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So that's not a good rule. Yeah, no, there were there were some contemporary at the same time with each other. Um, Homo ergaster, however you say the homo that. Homo lineage goes back a while, and like I don't know if you saw that ridiculous, absurd graph I posted where it showed like how all the lineages like combined and mixed and then left and then came back and shit throughout evolutionary time. But Homo ergaster is cool. Yeah, and they okay, and so they we gotta figure they, this shit out. We need- they merged or uh, subsumed into Homo erectus. Which is getting even closer to Homo erectus is the one like right before us, right? Yeah, it's getting we're getting. Aren't they close the ones that's considered like right before? Um, not Austin? necessarily. Or is Neanderthal before us? Well, that's the thing. Do we we don't know if Neanderthals are even like considered non-human or if they were just like a different kind of human that just like. And we just became way more homogenous over time. And it's, Neanderthals okay, are still okay. Homo All sapiens. Members correct? of the Homo genus. Let's look them up. I want to see what they look like. <laughs> this is a weird dude. <laughs> I googled Homo erectus, and it Google gave me a warning that said, "Remember, safe search is off." <laughs> what are you looking at, buddy? Um, okay, what uh, Homo forensiensis is a no go because they're too tiny. They're weird. Yeah, Homo habilis? Hold on, the Smithsonian uh, Human Origins website does have the uh, does have the like graph of like all the ones. Oh, we're missing out between Homo erectus and people is Homo heidelbergensis. But that's also there's some debate there. Those are just a guy. Homo heidelbergensis. There's some debate of if that's like a transitory species or if it's not even a species at all. It's just an early human. That's what we used to look like. Okay. Okay. Paranthropus boisei. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put all of the human, sp- quote unquote species here. It's humanorigins.si.edu. Yeah, oh all their God. pictures. So, okay, no, 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 no to all of these. No, <laughs> no to all of. Okay, these. but the second we hit Homo erectus, that's probably not. Floren Florensiensis is probably also a not, but that's weird. Heidelbergensis. Uh, not bestiality. Neanderthals, not bestiality. We literally did fuck Neanderthals. It's not bestiality. Heidelbergensis, his model kind of looks like something. I think... Naledi, you could... Neanderthals are just guys. Artipithecus ramidus, definitely bestiality. Where the hell is that? Australopithecus. Oh, you're at the top. Sort by, sort by age. Or no, you can sort out, out there. Alphabetically, wow. by age. Oh, this is sorting by age. Yeah, sort by, by age. That guy is a monkey. That's Sahel a monkey. is just a gorilla. Yeah, so Paranthropus robustus was even like after Erectus, I believe. This guy's an orangutan. Paranthropus. Homo sapiens, you are here. This guy is just an orangutan. We're learning so much. I think... Are we talking about Paranthropus? I yeah. think yeah, he does just look like an orangutan. Are we sure he's in the even in the human line? Wait, hold on. Homo Rudolfensis. Like, well, they they're all in the, line. in the line. They're all in the line in the sense that they've contributed somehow. I'm, Everything or well, like they are the ancestor of one that would go he's on that and contribute close to the line. by that's age. That's crazy. Um. So there's even one I think, in between. I think either maybe what was Lucy again? Lucy was an Australopithecus. So, 
is Lucy like the very last one before it becomes bestiality, or is it? What, no. What, what is Lucy? Lucy fossil. Look up. She is an Australopithecus afarensis. That's that's not a person. She's not a person. So that's bestiality. So yeah. what do we? Not like us. <laughs> yeah. You're you okay? Actually, I no, think no. I think the problem. I think the real problem is is you're gonna run into this period far enough back where it's really really smart, like bonobos. Like that's what they look like, and they're just more intelligent than a bonobo was. Yeah, this is this is very conflicting. This is <laughs> this is not where I thought this episode was gonna be going. Artip thesis Ramidus. I think looks like looks like a villain in like a cartoon show. He looks like monk, like Mojo Monkey, whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Yeah. Yeah. I think Paranthropus uh, Ethiopicus also kind of looks like. Okay. How about how about this? How about this? Turncoat. Technically speaking, from an anthropological standpoint, like anything that we that humans did not interbreed with historically is bestiality. That we'll say that, even if Heidelbergensis does kind of look just like a guy. <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, where did we really come from? Heidelbergensis looks like a guy who's, like, you know, sounds like he's, like, a cool guy who smokes because a lot of Because there's also a couple of, of, like, early... Okay, Do you think Homo humans were ever thrown back brewskis with Heidelbergensis? Are we even Homo Absolutely. sapiens? Like, okay, so Homo sapiens is the fossil of, a, of what is anatomically a modern human. Uh, I don't think but anybody... Are we them? I don't think anybody's brave enough to be like, I think now's a good time to break off. Like I don't think anybody like where that where yeah, it would break off yeah. like where they would say that would be very politically would, <laughs> very politically I would just say brought. the the first time because if you say it's with civilization then it's like oh I'm sorry our native it's tribe, a different steps yeah, yeah our, our, different are you steps. saying native tribes are not uh, humans or is that what you're saying I guess you would have to say at the advent of settlement. Even then, not, I don't like, think all humans no, settled. like transitory transitory settlement in any kind, like building a your own shelter. I guess I will say Beavers building. Okay, I will say Homo sapiens did not have like, like I don't know. language for very long, and is it just language? <laughs> Isn't it is just like language? it's also so hard to say? Like I don't know, it's very hard. Neanderthals weren't talking. They weren't. You know, we we don't think Neanderthals were talking. Yeah. I thought we thought Neanderthals were talking. It was just in a really stupid high pitch. Well, voice. we we did a thing where if they would have talked because of where their or uh, I mean they made sounds. Hyoid bone was it would have been. And it's very not like silly. that guy was. It's not like that guy was saying things. He was screaming because <laughs> he was like Neanderthals could still scream. Oh yeah, Neanderthals could scream. They could do that. They could still make so, noises. Like. Why, why, why this is a great inquiry. Would language would language be the breaking point? Then maybe language. but like, like there is the because there were humans people, before but... the advent of language yeah but oh hold on like they were hu- we are existed before we invented language and language was invented the australian museum says that neanderthals did have language abilities yeah well, i totally the, think i guess they the did. ability we would they we were would making assume. art they were well, doing abstraction whether, whether it was art or not is is a bit it's still they're able to do abstractions I would assume that that involves that. They, yeah, they did have language. like the shells, I think. Yeah, that like that does require language. Of so I mean, and also to have an organized society to the point where we're like we are pretty sure they lived in like a tribal paleo. Do you think hunter. Homo Neanderthals? Uh, do you think they 
had like a big old wine cask that they were fermenting fruit in. I think they were. I'm not sure that they're not just people, and we're just making a distinction because that they, is a valid and logical ev- argument. They evolved. Just, it's like a their own set of traits. I mean, from a like, splinter population. It's like if they interbred with us, did they really disappear, or did their, or did the They're, traits that well, we associate with them just assimilate into our own traits? Maybe you could say that the disappearance of the Neanderthal as a separate entity would be us as a breaking point from Homo sapiens and Neanderthal, and this is the the secret third thing. It's it's possible. I mean, all Did y'all modern know that Smithsonian like a, just has three D models of all their shit online. It's so crazy. Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm, I'm clicking around in there right now. But it's also like, it's a very fraught thing to go into politically because it's also been used historically to be like, well, you see, because these populations have been isolated from other humans for so long, clearly they're not human. But aren't Neanderthals just really? A speciation, not really a speciation event, but like I, well, I guess it's kind of. It's it's more so that they broke off of Homo sapiens and adapted to living in Europe and Central Asia. And well, Homo, Homo sapiens Neanderthals were found before Homo sapiens, I believe. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like they splintered and then reabs- were reabsorbed. I mean, yeah, essentially. For cold weather living, essentially, because Neanderthals. Lived all the way. Yeah, to the but Altai humans Mountains, made fucking shoes and shit, so we got their ass on that. The Neanderthals made shoes, didn't they? I don't know if they, they did. They had clothing. We know they had clothing. Oh, maybe. I I think I'm forgetting. We can assume that they had clothing. I think is like the. Also, I I keep forgetting. Some people call it Neanderthal. I don't want to call it that though. They're wrong. I, I think care. it's a fun. Oh yeah, no, they did have say. clothing. I think. Neanderthal is fun to say. They were able I mean, to make it's, a, it's an ongoing. So it's an ongoing debate, right? but. There's evidence to suggest they may have. Basically, okay, some people are saying uh, it wasn't clothes, it was simple cape-like things, but like that, it's clothes, whatever. I don't know, it's very weird. Isn't this shit weird? We should have a time machine, not to fuck anybody, but like to figure this shit out, you know? Well, we could go back and figure out when it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, we, if, if anyone's brave enough... <laughs> You know, if I could, if I had a time machine, I would go, I'd go live and travel the Silk Road. You know, that's what I would do. That shit would be baller. Yeah. I, I bet it would be baller. Well, I do. You know. uh, Sam, uh, Madam Melamiao in the Discord, but Sam said, I would specifically fuck the Homo erectus who invented fire. I'd get sloppy style with them. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So they, they were, they're people. Like, we're able to find things. I think Neanderthals are basically we come, we, okay, so we know that they engaged in trade, and they may have had... Like, whatever Neanderthals were had. lacking is also, like, probably a recent human thing, and not, like, they always think, human thing. Okay, here's the, here's the speculation. The speculation is that Neanderthals may have operated in a similar way to, like, pre-contact Aboriginal societies in Australia. They're very sparsely populated, but they did interact with each other. Yeah, the only like problem with that assumption is that like is the political implications of that. Like, I know you, you're saying like, yeah, they're basically just humans, but like it it was also used like historically. Neanderthals were thought like Aboriginals were thought to be like the closest related to Neanderthals when they were first found. But then when they found out that Neanderthals were like Europeans, basically, Swedish, yeah, they were like actually Neanderthals were like super smart and had huge brains, which. To be fair, Neanderthals did have 
bigger brains than us. Not that that mattered in the end. Do you know who Ilanid Ilanid Pierce is? He's a British anthropologist. Do you know who that is? Not familiar. No, I don't. Cool. Think I'm so. just gonna hope he's not racist. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. I'm gonna say something that he said. Okay. Well. Um, they speculate that Neanderthals were capable of forming geographically expansive ethno-linguistic tribes. Okay. With upwards of 800 people. So we're making an assumption that they have language. We're making an assumption that they have culture. We're making an assumption that they did interact on a social level the same as modern humans. I would say they're people. That's, people. I mean, that's basically. But I would like, say they're people like we're people, like not like, not like, oh, Homo habilis, he's people. No, it's Homo habilis probably has the same intelligence as like a 10 year old. This uh, is it's like it's very hard to quantify because, like, we're as just we looking know, at bones. It's people. very hard to, yeah, as we all know, 10 year olds, not decidedly not people. <laughs> I've met a 10 year old before. I've met a 10 year old. So mm. I think that was actually a very fun secondary discussion in this episode. Shout out the question bucket. Shout out the question don't bucket. Don't not shout to out in. this insane to... person who asked this question. Yeah, no, don't shout out the person who was insane enough to ask this. However, they did, they oh, did by cause the way, something great to happen. By the way, they did say, I would fuck the shit out of a homo erectus if I could go back in time. By <laughs> oh, now. yeah, that same person. They had say, an answer. Yeah, they did have an answer. <laughs> this seems a lot like uh, Neanderthals were built a little bit like that late Habsburg. <laughs> Well, that's actually protruding jaws. Well, that's that's actually a, a theory: is that Neanderthals or like the Neanderthal like DNA at least dormant in you? Uh, well, I mean, there a lot of people do have Neanderthal their phenotype. Genome. Their their phen- I didn't want to say phenotype because it sounded racist, but like <laughs> it's not fair enough. So the Neanderthal like phenotype like interbred and like did so much incest that they like died because of that. Like maybe there was something about Neanderthal. If they had culture, Neanderthal culture that made them a lot more insular and made them like reproduce a lot less than humans and thus more. I mean, if they're living in groups of up to 800 people only, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's definitely possible. It's possible that they were super fucking inbred and that's what that's why they're so different from humans. But I don't know. It's, It's hard to say. I, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. I'm reading so much about them right now. I, I just they need to sit. Fire. I need to. I didn't know they had fire. Neanderthals? Yeah, we we all had fire for a while. <laughs> I guess. I uh, yeah. I guess they, they they were capable of smoking their food. Yeah, they did a lot of shit. They had tools. They used tools. I need to like get you in front of my anthropology department and just like lock you guys in a let room and let you like just ask them things for like hours on end until you're sick of it. Do we finally understand anthropology? The more you understand about anthropology, Here we go. 63 the more you purported engravings from 27 different European and Middle Eastern and Middle Eastern sites. It's all just giving they fun little names to guys. <laughs> and yeah. you know, you you can never determine where the guy ends and where the guy starts. The guy I mean, is never ending. Yeah, it, these are all arbitrary categories that like it's like how you you can like look at a tree and look at a person and be like, those are two obviously different things, but like the closer and closer music, I, that's probably just like a speculation, but no, are you, are we sure? I'm looking at a picture. Well, a Neanderthal. I do remember this being mentioned. Neanderthal bone flute fragments were found in Slovenia in the 1920s. A 43,000 year old flute has been attributed by some researchers to Neanderthal. 
Okay, so due to the age and location of the discovery, some people suggest... Or, uh, Stop being such a fucking downer. They had a flute. <laughs> the Carnegie Museum of Natural History suggests that the manufacture of the flute was attributed to... Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 you're right. It was Neanderthals. I'm sorry. I misread that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. Okay, I thought it was, I thought it was like only... fucking nuts. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was like only like proposed, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, fuck this it. Why not? I think the Neanderthals are basically humans. All right, do we got to wrap this up? Do you though? think they had Christmas? <laughs> I think they believed. Do you think they believed in and and the baby Jesus? No, I I think they believed in something <laughs> worse, <laughs> scarier, more twisted, more sick and twisted, more scary. Okay, everybody. Yeah, I think this is a good stopping point before we get like too crazy. But this is what you guys listen for anyway, right? What can I say? What can we say? Um, please, uh, join our Patreon. I feel like there was something I wanted to mention at the end of the episode, but I forgot. Beyond just the fact that, like, hey, if you haven't already, consider joining our Patreon. We, mm-hmm. we put in a lot of effort for you guys. Mm-hmm. And We'd I definitely want to say, um, if you aren't already, make sure you're checking out the Twitch. Um, we stream a lot of the time. We've been streaming days. a lot, yeah. We stream, yeah. like, almost every other day or so, every day or so. We, um, we're streaming with the Discord. We're playing a bunch of games, you know, Greg plays War Thunder, I'm playing whatever. I might do Disco Elysium again. Austin has, you know, we should, we Phoenix should, Wright yeah. and stuff going on still. We should play together or something. Or, no, yeah, no we, I don't uh, know, just so, something to make Disco Elysium less of a book, <laughs> you know? This is the yeah. most insane shit I've ever heard. I got one more piece for this. Oh, okay. Since we know that human and Neanderthals, their primary location of their admixture, like where they fucked each other... Was in the Middle Up East. the booty. <laughs> no. Sorry. We, either, either, either nobody, human or Neanderthal, was wearing clothing in hot climates, or somehow the lice that would have been on Neanderthals were not compatible with humans. That's Because we have found no lice that we have found on Neanderthal corp. Like, fossils none of the fossilized lice match up with anything that is on a person so either where the admixture happened nobody was wearing clothing or they're not compatible that's crazy that's weird it's fucking it's it's all like enough to drive you insane <laughs> you can just sit on wikipedia for hours lice? what's on with the what's lice with the they lice? had boats did they have boats they made it to crete i don't even uh or maybe it was the or maybe, hey hey Greg maybe it was the it was the raft it was the, it was the vegetation raft you know no that wouldn't have happened in the Mediterranean <laughs> this is crazy yeah they found them on Sardinia and Naxos that makes so much sense why the it's Greeks all are like coming that? together yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I can I can I believe this. <laughs> I'll integrate that into my worldview. All right. We're going to let Greg look at the Neanderthal Wikipedia page for a little while longer, but. (laughs) This has been fun, everyone. You know, yes. Classic Gorilla Radio Show. All right. Well, I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid.